welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast that gets to the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2023 Toyota Camry Hybrid XSE. That's right, the Hybrid Camry. You can take a look at this Camry on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're out there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page, click that like button. There we get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Camry in just one second, but first we have to pay the bills. Do you have a car-loving little one in your life? Give them Road & Track Crew's Big & Fast Cars. Loaded with 701 amazing car facts, this hardcover book is custom-built for kids who love slick supercars, powerful monster trucks, and record-smashing speed machines. The only thing your little one needs to drive Road & Track Crew's Big & Fast Cars is a license for fun. Road & Track Crew's Big & Fast Cars is on sale now at Amazon.com. And Patrick, I'm here today to talk about the 2023 Toyota Camry, but not just any old Camry, a Camry hybrid, which I must say, it might be my second favorite Camry. Wow. Big words. Um, you're a Camry lover. I am very curious about this uh, vehicle. I mean, this is the, I don't know, if you're looking for a, a sedan, you're not ready to go fully electric, you want greater fuel economy. These are just things I'm assuming, but you know. And Patrick, uh, I take a quick little walk around the Toyota Camry, and we can go to that right now. And we are walking around the 2023 Toyota Camry Hybrid XSE. That is, my friends, kind of a mouthful. But what does it mean? Well, it means it's a Camry, right? It's, a, it's kind of the same Camry we've known and loved. The same Camry that I loved as a TRD. And this is the XSE. So it's like the sporty version, uh, sporty exterior styling. So that comes with the wheels and some other fun stuff. Uh, but also the hybrid, so it's 208 combined horsepower. Now, 208 combined horsepower, not exactly crazy. But what is crazy is the 44 miles a gallon city, 47 highway, and 46 combined. It's pretty stinking good. Rolling on a set of 235, 40, 19. So a spoke 19-inch wheel, a 10-spoke wheel, if I learned how to count. Looks fairly attractive. Uh, very bold styling, which you may or may not expect from a Camry, but I think we're getting accustomed to it these days. Kind of some, uh, definitely some fake vents, some fake diffuser action, some fake aero action. Uh, still a little baby spoiler, which I do love. We are in Camry heaven on the inside. Red leather heated steering wheel, which you need in the cold spring months in Michigan. This is as Toyota as you're going to get. Nice touchscreen, analog gauge faces with a little uh, motor minder effectively telling you how you're driving. Uh, did I mention a heated steering wheel? A uh, little button on the side. There's tactile buttons. There's a bunch of, there's a good amount of buttons. There's enough buttons to make the button-centric people happy. Heated seats as well. I believe this has a cold weather package, uh, which is good for me because it is the cold weather. All the touch points, they feel, I mean, the leather feels pretty nice. It's a little hard. I'm sure once it gets broken, it'll be even more supple, but... It definitely feels Toyota. The switch gears all Toyota, which makes sense because it is, in fact, a Toyota. But that is not necessarily a ding. It is just a statement of fact. A sunglasses holder. There's a bunch of the oddities and the features that you'd like. Uh, a good amount of storage. A good amount of storage. Not a ton of storage. A good amount of storage in the center console. Two cup holders. Wireless charging for your phone. Rear seating looks pretty nice. It's too cold for me to go out there, unfortunately, right now. Yeah, this definitely does seem like uh as much of a camry as you're gonna get for that it'll set you back forty thousand three hundred and twelve dollars so not a bargain basement deal anymore but you know it is what it is that being said folks 
I'm going to take this out on a quick spin and really see how it, how it goes. Next question is, you liked the interior. You liked the buttons. It was functional, but nice. That's the, the feeling I got. For those that haven't been inside a Toyota, Patrick, we're, we're, we're going to isolate them. We're, we're, not, we're not talking to them. <laughs> For those who have never been in an Uber... Yeah, basically, you've been inside a Toyota before, right? It feels like a Toyota. It has like that Toyota presence of being like maybe not the most ergonomic. It's not like Mazda levels of like, oh, this was somebody spent six years planning where to put this button, but like everything kind of falls to hand as it as it were. Uh, mm-hmm. and there's no le- like nothing's buried under eight layers of infotainment screen to get to something that you would would be usable in the daily. And this XSE Hybrid is the same program. It's a very well thought out, well constructed, easy to navigate interior, which I mean, if you're just doing your daily commute, you don't want to go in through the infotainment system to change your like fan speed for your HVAC system. You just want a stupid no. button. Everything was so consciously placed. Maybe again, maybe not to the layer that other manufacturers are like obsessive about it. But the UX people definitely uh, weren't ignored when it came to physical buttons and button. Placement. Uh-huh. Yeah, every, I met my mom actually has a Camry. She doesn't have the hybrid one, but you know, I'll jump in there and drive sometimes. And I, there's no uh, time that you know. There's no learning curve. There's no learning curve. Yeah, exactly. I just jump right in and okay, I know where I can drive this car. <laughs> and I mean, the learning curve for us might be a little different since we do cycle through vehicles so often. True, but. Even still, like if I spend a week or two in, say, we live hard lives, like a Huracan or a Ventador SVJ or something, you know, a normal a normal press loan, and then hop into a Camry, you'd expect there to be some disconnect. But no, it's just you just it's, mm-hmm. everything just falls right to hand, which is cliche, but it is accurate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Did you spend any time in the back seat or check that out? Yeah, it seemed fine, but unfortunately, I didn't spend time in it because I, like I said, I was busy driving, which we're gonna go yeah. to right now i guess one thing i didn't mention uh and this is the powertrain it is of course if you're familiar with toyotas it's the 2.5 liter hybrid powertrain which is a 2.5 liter inline four mated to an ecvt uh and a single electric motor that's how we get the 208 horsepower from the 176 i believe off the top of my head internal combustion engine not a bad program not as good as the iForce max uh, so the downsides of the powertrain, it is a little groany, uh, invasive to the cabin, some might say. It's a little monotone. Uh, in this packaging, it seems to be less offensive than other vehicles for some reason. I'm not quite sure as to why. Maybe it's my dopamine receptors because I'm driving around in a Camry. That being said, it does take a big man to admit when they're wrong. And uh, previously, when I had the Camry TRD, I said, this is a car for me. I don't think it's wrong to necessarily the right word, but uh, I think the hybrid is actually more in line with me because this thing is so good on fuel. It's absurdly good on fuel in real-time driving. I mean, I'm not driving across country, but this thing has been very, very accommodating with my credit card uh, on fuel prices, which I, <laughs> if I was driving this thing day in, day out, and really, naturally living with it for a long time, I think the savings. I mean, I would not get an XSC highly optioned one, but I definitely would be laughing at my bank account every month for all the money I'm saving on fuel. Of course, you can do that with the Prius or any other of these Toyota hybrids, or any hybrid in general. In fact, a lot of them get good fuel economy. Acceleration is fine. Uh, I'm not going to say it's quick, but it is adequate, as the, the fine folks at, say, uh, Rolls might say, or Bentley. It gets the job done. Uh, it's not sluggish, per se, but it's definitely not quick. Inputs. The steering is 
it's got some rubber banding to it, some heft, but I wouldn't say it's connected to the road at all. Uh, definitely feels like kind of like you're playing a video game, uh, which is, again, this is the non-diploma. This is kind of how things are. Road noise, low. Wind noise, also low. I guess the, the only real noise you hear is the powertrain, which I, again, admittedly, is not is not ideal. <laughs> it's not... It's not a good sounding powertrain, but you know, you crank the podcast up, it drowns it out a little bit. Joking, of course. The brakes are soft, compliant, but soft. Standard hybrid, not a plug-in. So there's a little bit of that to it. The touchscreen uh, works well. Uh, easy, to, easy to navigate while you're playing, fiddling with the, fiddling with the driving part of things. Um, I mostly use Apple CarPlay, admittedly. The native media system or whatever is easy to navigate with the buttons. Tells you exactly where to go and how to get there. Overall, it is a Camry. With that being said, I think it's time to head back to the studio. We're all about gifting experiences this holiday season rather than material objects. If you're looking for a once-in-a-lifetime trip for yourself or a car enthusiast in your life, you need to learn more about Road & Track experiences. Registration for Route to Vine, Road & Track's upcoming rally through beautiful Northern California in February is coming to a close, but it's not too late to hit the road. They've also just launched an all-new adventure through Appalachia, Smoky 600. You'll rally through some of the most iconic roads in the country, including the Tale of the Dragon. Then you'll shift gears and tour R&T's favorite local distilleries, enjoy Southern cuisine at its finest, and so much more. Learn more at experiences.roadandtrack.com. No, so the the Camry and this hybrid Camry, I mean, the, again, the TRD is an outlier to this. I think the TRD is fun to drive, and any of the V6 Camrys are fun to drive. They're kind of uh, hilarious. But the Camry is not supposed to be like a, a, a star-studded affair where you're uh, a track rat special or anything like that. It is a commuter. And I think that it is doing such a good job in hybrid form of doing that, that I think I, I, I may be swayed out of my TRD perspective Camry into one of these hybrids. Yeah, I mean, one thing about this is like, this is an engine that they've been developing forever. I mean, ever since like the first generation Prius, right? I mean, it's got to be... Um, you know, it's not going to say perfected, but it's something that they've really gotten to, you know, get to sort of its, you know, ideal state by this time, right? Oh, it certainly hope so. But yeah, to your point, it's something that is just uh, not even a thought. I imagine the toolkit, it's like, oh, we're putting a hybrid together. We'll just use this powertrain. We don't really need to jump out and do anything too crazy. Um, and to that point, I'm assuming it's fairly reliable. I really can't speak to that. I didn't have it for an extended period of time, say 10 to 15 years. But if Toyota, if you're listening, if you want to give me one for 10 to 15 <laughs> years to really test the longevity of these, I'd be more than happy to do that. That being said, Patrick. Yeah, I want to hear what's the, uh, it's, I, I thought you were going to try and avoid the hard question here. What is the, uh, what is the reason for being for this for this Camry hybrid, would you would you say? That's a very good question, and I like how you soft pedal it. We're really we're really responding to HR's messaging on how yes. to adjust our, our our personal beef, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, so the reason for being for the Camry hybrid, it's raison d'être, it's it's essence, as it were, is to be a Camry, right? That's such a philosophical look at mm -hmm. it. But the Camry historically for Toyota has just been like, it's not the Corolla, it's not the entry level cheap. Uh, you know, car that gets the job done. It's the, the mid-sized sedan for the person that likes sedans, likes a little bit of space, and likes simplicity. They don't want to have to struggle to learn how to use the Camry. It's, uh, it's a simple, simple car. 
that's not a knock against it. It has a lot of features. It has a mm-hmm. adaptive cruise. It does a great job. It has a lot of adaptive uh, driver assistance systems and automatic driver assistance systems. Uh, it's safety systems, blah, blah, blah. We're not talking about that. It's very high tech. I'm sure that somebody, an electrical engineer at Toyota did a great job. But the just the UX people and just the general design of it is to be very straightforward and user-friendly, which this lives up to the Camry name despite having an eCVT and a, a hybrid badge and maybe adding some complexity to it. It, it does. It feels perfectly Camry, which is, I'd say, what the Toyota people would want a Camry to do. Its name's literally emboldened on it. Now, the XSE looks a little flashy. Girl's massive, as we've come to accept at Toyota's. That, the styling might be a little polarizing for some. Uh, so that's take that with a grain of salt. But personally, I think it looks fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's these these crazy grills and and faces and design languages it might be too extreme for some but i think it's a nice way to make an identity with a car and make it distinct um so that's that's a little personal soapbox but again the essence pure uncut camry yeah, well you uh that's i'm i'm gonna soak this all in thank you for uh, for <laughs> laying down the law like that that is like uh that's well done. Anytime. And if you want to buy one of these Camrys, please head down to Renz Toyota <laughs> out of Irvine. No, uh, I'll read my book all about the Camry. That, uh, I'm kidding, of course. Patrick, thank you so much for asking these hard-hitting questions. Uh, I do appreciate it. And listeners, if you could ask me hard-hitting questions as well, you're more than welcome to. But do that on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to this, and leave us a review while you're there. And while you're out cruising the internet superhighway, why don't you head over to Facebook, click that like button. There we get all the great auto week content sent directly to you. And I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I do mean it. Thank you so much for listening. Without your listenership, none of this could be possible.